and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell. We're here to cover the Thursday, October 12th, uh, NHL Daily Fantasy Slate. DJ, uh, they they cut down the 333 from us on Thursday, thanks to uh, thanks to football. Um, 20k to first in the 333 after a 50k to first on Wednesday. Um, $15 still, you know, relatively similar to uh, the prior day. How you doing? Um, you ready for Buffalo Sabres opening night, the return of the Jedi? Yes. Um, ready for opening night. Um, just trying to stop tilting tonight. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those, those split slates where you're like, okay, things are going correctly in the opening game because I faded it. And then everything completely fell apart before we started recording. So time to get back on track. Going to need, going to need a big one on Thursday. Yeah, um, turns out uh, fading a 45 bomb from Matthews, uh, not great at 31% owned. So um, we'll be hurting all night uh, because of that. You know, whatever, had um, had a decent start. Um, you know, uh, Bedard looked like he was going to be, you know, among the higher scorer centers with four shots and a goal through the first period. But uh he hasn't done anything since, and obviously Matthews took off. Uh, Pasternak has nothing, so it just simply doesn't matter. Um, you know, it just uh, you know doesn't doesn't feel good, but it is what it is, I suppose. Um, and yeah, it, it always sucks to know before the the last three games even start that you just simply don't have a chance because uh, of Toronto getting pushed by Montreal and you not having any sort of. Uh, live game stacks as a result. So um, congrats to all the people who will eventually be taking my money and uh, sp- splitting it around, you know, don't, don't spend it all in one place. And uh, let's talk about Thursday night. So uh, do you want to take this or are you busy drafting? Because you warned me you would be busy drafting. Yeah. Well, I was like, I'm going to be busy drafting for a few minutes. You're like, yeah, well, let's get it started. And I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, it's, so, it's, it's so yeah, you 48 you minutes after. Okay. All right. Uh, so leading things off, we do have uh, the Buffalo Sabres, uh, like I just mentioned. They are facing uh, the Rangers in their home opener. Um, oh, boy, I need to do face ID on the sportsbook app for, to get it to open. All right. Um, Buffalo is a plus 105 uh, slight home dog. Um Six and a half there. Clearly, probably should be a seven. I don't know. Um, in any case, though, uh, not too much uncertainty. Uh, we were dealing with a little bit of like Panarin and Sabinijad training camp injuries, but they seem fine. Uh, Heedle too, but again, they're all back. They're all fine. Um, so, you know, we'll talk about that game. Philly and Columbus, um, I mean, the absolute toilet bowl here. Uh, Columbus at minus 130. Uh, scratching Kent Johnson. The Flyers plus 110 uh, doing something worse, which is uh, playing Owen Tippett on the third line and second power play in favor of um, Cam Atkinson, who hasn't played hockey in over a year. So, you know, best of luck there. Um, I think these two teams are just trying to out-tank one another on Thursday night. Detroit taking on New Jersey. Detroit is a – or sorry, uh, New Jersey is a massive favorite at home, minus 265. Um yeah, not really sure what else to say. We're going to complain about New Jersey uh, very shortly. So tune in for those complaints in just a bit. Uh, St. Louis and Dallas. Dallas is minus 205. 
Uh, we are starting early with the uh, Group A hints. Will he? Won't? Won't he? Game. Um, just, just another absolute joke of uh, a franchise. Just because oh, Group A hints might play, he might not. Um, you know, but just who knows? He's a game time decision every time he steps foot on the ice. I guess so. Um, you know, keep an eye out for that. It seems like Watt Johnson will be okay though. Um, Florida and Minnesota. Minnesota is a minus one twenty five uh, home favorite. So, you know, we know the deal in Florida. They're going to be without Ekblad, going to be without Montour. They're going to be without Sam Bennett. Um, they might be without uh, Anton Lindell. Uh, we'll see. He didn't practice um, today, but I, I'm guessing he'll play. But, yeah, uh, we'll talk about some values there on the Florida side. Um, and Jared Spurgeon is out for Minnesota. He'll be out for a couple of weeks, and we'll talk about some of the uh, ramifications of that injury. Seattle at Nashville. Nashville is a uh, basically home pick em versus Seattle here. We've seen both of these teams, so not a whole lot to, uh, you know, not a whole lot of uncertainty. We, we've seen both these teams in action from Tuesday night. So uh, finally, on the 1030 nightcap, we get Vegas at San Jose. Uh, Vegas uh, seems to have made it through a relatively unscathed. They they did lose Will Carrier. Um, but, you know, fourth liner, probably just slide in Dorofiev and, you know, uh, the world will continue turning. Um, on the San Jose side, it does seem like Logan Couture will be out for the foreseeable future. Um, <laughs> somehow it keeps getting worse for him. Like, oh, he was, he was, you know, he was day to day. Now he's week to week. And, oh, it's actually really concerning. And he's gone backwards, um, you know, uh, via or via David Quinn. So um, there's there's some interesting stuff out of San Jose, but unfortunately not the best matchup to take advantage of the Night Hammer over in on the West Coast. So, DJ, um, do you want to start off with any slate level thoughts before we dive into things, or uh, do you just want to start off with the Sabres game? Uh, no, nothing really comes to mind. Uh, I guess, like, housekeeping-wise, I'm going to be leaving Friday for Seattle uh, and Portland. So I won't really be around at all. Um, so I'm trying to do a lot more stuff right now as I sort of uh, have been doing, what, what, do, what do we call them? Um, the um, the spaces. Why can I never remember what they're called? I'm doing Twitter spaces. So I'll try to do maybe like one more of those tomorrow, but I'm going to be out like Friday and not really have any access to do much of anything. So just keep that in mind. Um, uh, as far as slate level, nah, I, can't, I really can't think of anything like super particular. Uh, we could just get into Buffalo. Yeah, make sure you make sure you reserve your games before you're in Washington. You can't play DraftKings in Washington. Yeah, well, I mean, DraftKings isn't releasing crap, you know, all that all that early for me. So it might well, be a little bit harder I mean, than like, I'd like. I mean, but, like football and stuff too. But okay. Yeah. True. True. All right, uh, Buffalo and the Rangers. Um, let's start on the Rangers side. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, do, do you want to? Do you, do you have any hot takes about the Rangers here, or is Devin Levi just going to shut them out? And uh, we'll all move on. No, I mean I think this game could be like chalkyish, right? I mean, it it kind of feels that way. With um, like you said, the over under. I, I think a lot of people will try to find pieces. Um. um yeah, the Rangers I feel I very cheap. I, could like, I, I yeah. don't, I don't really understand the prices on the Rangers. In all honesty, so yeah, that's yeah, it, it's very affordable. But I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I, I think 
I think I could talk myself in. The Rangers also kind of feel a little bit spread out. I'm not sure if you feel that way. Do you see the lineup? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I really only care about the power play guys. So, you know, I, I get it though. Um, Zabinich, Ed, Kreider, Kako, Panarin, Hedl, Lafreniere, and uh, Will Cooley with Trocek and Blake Wheeler. Um, you know, Cooley is a name that we don't really, uh, you know, we haven't really heard much of. He was uh earlyish pick. I think we talked about him in the, one of our best puck shows for some reason. Um, but he looks, you know, okay. Um, yeah. certainly not like a, you know, game breaker DFS wise, but he looks like a pretty reasonable, reasonably strong uh, profile. He's 22, 23. Um, so uh, it's kind of interesting given he's, you know, 2,500. Um, otherwise though, I mean, Kako sub 4k Lafreniere is 3k. Um, and then even Zabinijad himself, 7,200, you know, in the same game, he's 1,300 less than Tage Thompson. I, I don't think that's right. Um, and then Chris Kreider, 5,500, Panarin, 5,800. Like, yeah, those guys are probably more upside than like, you know, like more than half the time, they're probably hurting you at those prices, but they have, you know, price considered upside that I don't think many sub 6K players have on this entire slate. So starting things off, I think I really am interested in the Rangers. Um, Jake Truba also at 4,400, just, you know, uh, players that should get fantasy points in a very ripe environment for fantasy points. Um, we'll, we'll circle back on where they stack up, but certainly uh, a lot of Rangers are in play. We've brought off the lines. We're expecting the power play one to be similar to last year with uh, Kreider's Abinijad, Panarin, and Fox locked in. And there was some rotation on Trocek, um, but the last I saw he was, you know, he was playing in the this the bumper role. So um, yeah, I, I like all those guys. Um, so want to talk about Buffalo? Um, yeah. So the Sabres are going to go back to normal. It was definitely hot topic in Buffalo. It was like Zach Benson top line. Well, he goes down to the third line, which I know it's probably fine. Um, but it'll be Tuck, Skinner and Thompson. I, I think you kind of mentioned, and I really just don't see myself getting cute with it. Like I'm either going that way or I'm not playing Buffalo. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin, big new contract should be, you know, ready to go. Uh, I don't mind playing him either um, in that mix, but I feel like with Buffalo, like I, I could see maybe a scenario where you think Dylan Cousins could be valuable enough, but I don't think I'm going to be finding myself going down that rabbit hole um, this early in the season when I don't think this Buffalo team is incredibly overpriced. Like it's pricey, certainly like 7k on Tuck, 6,700 on Skinner, um, you know, Dalian coming in at 67, like, it feels about right. Maybe might be the way, right, like way to put it, but uh, I definitely could see that coming in a little bit less than the Rangers. As you mentioned, they're just like a good, a bit cheaper than you'd think. Um, only one player above seven K everyone else, like pretty much below six K I think. Yeah. So I think I'm pretty much out on Buffalo. I don't really see this as a high, uh, high likelihood spot that they're going to hit and at their prices. Like I just, I, I can't play Buffalo one. I don't really trust Buffalo two to get a ton of minutes. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Zach Benson, like <laughs> I'm just not that interested. Um, so, you know, we might see some, some hype around them. I have no idea, but um, if I were to pick, I, I'm definitely more into the Ranger side of this game. Uh, worth noting that Igor is 8k and Levi 7,500. Um, you know, they are basically, a coin flip at this point so it, 
you know, and I would not be surprised to see it truly be a 50-50 game. So Igor, you know, even though he's 8K, probably not going to be super popular. So I don't know. Uh, just some interesting spots if we think this game is a bunch of pace and, you know, at the price is Buffalo. I, I just don't think you're going to regret fading them personally. So um, no, no. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next is game. There anything else here? Yeah. No, nothing I want to talk about at least. So in the next game, um, Philly and Columbus, like this, this is just uh, embarrassing um, from both sides. Uh, Adam Boakfist will be a scratch, um, as will Kent Johnson in favor of guys like, uh, I don't know, Andrew Peak, Erica Branson, Damon Severson, who they paid a ton for for some reason. Um along and then you know justin danforth that wing and, and shit like that like it's just it's just silly um and then on the philly side freaking bobby brink is 5600 uh, i i i i don't i don't i don't know cam atkinson 4900 but just like you cannot play anyone in this game it, it's i genuinely think if you come in on this slate with anybody from this game you are paying way too much for way too little um, and that includes Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Laine. Uh, they're like fringe playable, I think, at 6,600 for Laine, but at center, um, you know, just because now he's the center. Cool, fun. Uh, good job, everyone in Columbus. You did it. You, you solved how to fix Patrick Laine. Um, and then Gaudreau, 6,300. Like, yeah, just like if, the, if you know, if Kent Johnson were on his line or something, I'd be more interested. Um, but like, there's just not much to stack with. And I feel like with Johnny Gaudreau, you need to stack him. So um, I'm just a little bit concerned uh, on that end. So yeah, I don't it know. Definitely, Anyone you can point out? No, I mean, it feels like two teams that really want to be as boring as possible. And they're, they're trying their absolute best. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm really not that interested here. It's, it's ugly. Uh, I guess. How much was Rensky? Sixty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's. It, it is really hard to find anything that feels correct. Or you know, I feel like the slate has a lot of plays that feel good, and this game has none. Um, we're expecting no yeah. Bristol line in, but that I don't like again. Like, are you really going to start opening things up? Like Cam York, probably one. He's thirty five hundred, but we never really saw the rates last year, so I don't know. Again, like. If you're playing Cam York and you're not playing someone with him, what are you doing? Yeah. So yeah, I, so, I could like conceivably see a way where Owen Tippett isn't insanely overpriced at 6K in this matchup, but I, I'm not. Uh, we're it. we're looking at um, Farabee, Kachuri, Bobby Brink first. Yeah, yeah, Farabee, Kachuri, yeah. Bobby Brink. Tippett wasn't even the first power play. Holy crap! Uh, I'll get there. I'll get there because I already said it. But okay. Tippett, okay. Frost, Atkinson. Lawton, Cates, Konechny, um, Tolurier, Paling, Hathaway, and then Kachuria, Atkinson, Brink, Konechny, York is the top power play, with the second power play being Morgan Frost, Tippett, Farabee, Noit, Cates, and Travis Sandheim. Like, it's like the top unit's all overpriced, Tippett's overpriced. If he's not going to be on the top unit, so I, I think we just move on from there. Um, and then on the Columbus side, um, trying to get to actually did we see their lines today i not today but i did retweet what it was yesterday okay if you um, it was up. cylinder with good yep cylinder with good row and line a because of course um it, it, it it's that. ugly where is the other one uh 
Texier with Jenner and Bemstrom. Yeah. And you're probably thinking at this point, where's Adam Fantilli? Down here with Marchenko and Danforth. Who cares about the line four? I mean, whatever, Robinson, Corrali, and Roslovich. It's just yeah. it's like they're trying to spread the wealth for some reason. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't yeah, want to play it. Who wants to watch Kent Johnson play with Adam Fantilli? I don't know. Not me. That's for damn sure. Um, so Cole Sillinger is kind of an interesting case because he was just so bad last year. But coming into the league, he was an absolute stud. Um, you know, shots wise, he looked like the next big thing. He was a first round pick. So, you know, it's it's tough to give up on a guy at age 20, 30, 3,500. Like, if you really want to play Columbus, like Gaudreau, line eight, and Cylinder technically do line up, but <laughs> uh, I'm not doing it. So, you know, uh, proceed at your own risk. All right. Detroit at New Jersey. Um, there's only one good play in this game. His name is Daniel Sprong, 3,800. Uh, no, actually, just kidding. 3,600, Tyler Toffoli. Um, yeah. Yep. There, there he is. There's Tyler Toffoli at 3,600, the dude who's, you know, regularly in elite DFS play at all times in a cupcake of a matchup. Minus 300 favorites, you know, whatever. Oh, but, you know, fortunately, you got to pay up at defense. Uh, oh, wait, no. Luke Hughes, 3,200 going to be on his power play unit alongside Jack Hughes, you know, 9k for Hughes. Sure. But my God, um, I, this is a situation very similar to Pilo Dubois where you just kind of got to play him and just like get different elsewhere because they're just clearly the best plays in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really want to just talk to the guy that priced these players and just understand why Bobby Brink is like two grand more than Tyler Defoley. That is in, Interesting, interesting plan. Um, Tyler DeFoley, again, as you already alluded to, is line, you know, line one A, one B, whatever, with Jack Hughes and uh, power play with Jack Hughes and yeah. his brother Luke Hughes. So, yeah, I mean, is Jack Hughes nine K? Sure, but man, that is awfully affordable when you've just put in two very, very correlated high upside yeah. pieces at an incredibly low price. So, yeah, yep. it's gonna be popular, but boy. It's pretty good. And the third yeah, guy in on that, who was just, wait, the third guy. Yeah, it is Jesper Brett. I, I, for a second there, I thought it was Dawson Mercer, but Jesper Brett, it's not like he's completely breaking your bank at 5,300. And I think if you recall the Brett trick in the preseason, it, yeah, he's been good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, they're, so, so if you've missed it, we've been complaining for, a uh, long time now it's been like a week or so since Lindy Ruff uh, said oh well you know we actually think we can change the NHL by having two great power play units and it's like okay like you know I think Edmonton already redefined what power play is and they did not do that but okay Lindy like sure here's your extension have fun um, but we are looking at basically 1A, 1B type power plays. I would not expect one unit to get more run than the other um, Timo, Heischer, Mercer, uh, Holtz Hamilton being one uh, that is a line combination two with Timo, Nico Heischer, and Alex Holtz. Um, and then the, the, the Hughes line, like you mentioned, Brat Tifoli, Luke Hughes, and then Andre Pallat is the last guy. So um, I would consider overstacking New Jersey, you know, like getting the, the entire power play unit and just hoping they click twice or, or something like that. I think that could be, uh, you know, a possible route that you take. Um, 
but I don't think I'm trying to get cute and play the Nico Timo Holtz line. Um, you know, I I'm fully in on the Alex Holtz train. Uh, I I just don't know if I can look myself in the mirror playing paying 3100 for him with Tyler Toffoli at 3600. Um, so that's like an absolute GPP play dart only. Um, and I would play him with Timo and Nico Heischer because I think if Holtz gets there, we're going to get bonuses from at least one of Timo or Heischer. And you're probably taking away from the other high-priced New Jersey guys like Jack Hughes. Um, yeah, it's possible they scored nine goals, but I, you know, I'm not bet- betting on that. So on the Detroit side, I just don't think there's much to work with. You know, David Perron is up with the Brinkett and Larkin, but Perron is priced at 5,100. So there's, there's just really not much to work with here. Ghost and Cider are both above 5K. Like, there's just, you know, very little reason to go to the side of the game, I think. So um, that, that's all I have to say. So do you want to take us over to the next game if you're done here? Yeah, yeah. So St. Louis and Dallas, um, honestly, wasn't incredibly easy to find much on St. Louis. You already kind of covered Dallas, where Ruby Hintz is going to be a game-time decision, and it's hard to hard to really could not sway you either way on that one. I thought he'd be out almost for sure, but then they said he was game time. Uh, that would move Tyler Sagan up to the top line with Robertson and Pavelski. So keep an eye on it. Um, definitely if you're, but I don't know if I could even really stomach playing Rube Hints. Uh, we've seen this song and dance before. I don't really love 8,300 Rube Hints, not at a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's just the way that's going to go. Um St. Louis, Husnevich, Thomas Cairo, top line, Saad, uh, Shen, Kevin in second line, Verona, Hayes, Tammy Blay. I don't know. I, I really don't have a ton of interest in this game. Like I said, with Rupe Hint probably being out and or injured and playing and everyone kind of around him pretty expensive. Like I could see where you could like two-man sack Robertson and Heiskanen or something. Miro at 5,600 doesn't feel doesn't feel terrible, but he's not really like, I don't think he's a slam dunk there. And I feel like you could probably use that cap somewhere else. So I more than likely end up fading this. Uh, the St. Louis side also isn't all that cheap. Like Kairos 7,300, you know, Robert Thomas doesn't shoot. And I think I could really see myself playing, like maybe playing Ottinger, but 8,300 is also I just completely crossing this one out. Yeah. Um, I think the only play I'm looking at here is Kevin Hayes at 2,800. If I need a punt, I just think he's better than 2,800. I think, you know, I would love to play him with Jake Verona, but unfortunately Verona has been priced up at 4,300 or 5,300, which obviously is uh, pretty, pretty expensive uh, for the upside that we're chasing with him. Um, And yeah, Dallas one is very, very expensive. So you know, Robertson as a one-off play is kind of interesting. He, he is the sort of guy who can have, you know, a 9-10 shot game in his in his back pocket, so he doesn't need to get a three-point bonus to absolutely nuke the slate. Um, but, you know, you just got to be cognizant that if you're paying up for Robertson, you got to spend down elsewhere rather than paying up for, you know, the Jack Hughes of the world. Um, but I'm at least considering Robertson as a one-off just because of the prices of Pavelski, Heiskanen and Hints are just too high for me to be like really interested in uh, super stacking Dallas here. Um, so I'll take us over to Florida and Minnesota. 
Uh, Florida is kind of interesting, if only because we get very cheap defensemen and we simply don't know how they're going to deploy their defensemen as far as like, you know, we know that OEL should be on the top power play, but will he be the 26, 27 minute a night guy that he was in Arizona, if not more? Like they really need someone to step up here. It's more than likely it's just Gus Forsling. Um, which, you know, I like Gus Forsling as a player, but for as a fantasy asset, he's just not that. I, I kind of think, you know, Ekman Larson as well. He's never really flashed the rates that we would want um, for DFS. But, you know, th- there's a lot of opportunity here at the very least. Um, so I guess before we talk about that, like I, I know Luke Hughes, we've talked about as a cheap defenseman, but do you have a preference on these Florida blue liners? Because there's no one above 4K. I mean, I, I think we're expecting Oliver ekman Larson to man the top unit, so I guess, but Forsling should see a ton of run. His rates are really good. I, he could conceivably get a bonus on either side. Um, I could, man, that is actually really tough. It's like the upside of the power play versus the rates. How bad is, will, how bad is Oliver ekman Larson is, is the question. I will push back pretty heavily. I don't think Gus Forsling has great rates whatsoever, um, but you know, maybe. Really, uh, if you want to, if you want to establish some data to, to to back that up, I'm willing to be wrong here, but I'm pretty I mean, sure he's like blocks he plus needs, shots. Yeah, he just plays. Like you know, he just, just plays can't a ton. Be right on that. No, he just plays yeah. a ton. So if he's going to play 30 minutes, then sure, he's in play at 4K. But if he's going to play 21 minutes, I don't think he's in play. Hmm. Okay, I guess that's fair. I. It's probably, so. yeah, I mean, power play one, Ekman Larson, sure. But. Okay, well, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, that, that is that is a tough one. That is, honestly, I, I still don't know. It's like, it's $300. Like, the minutes could be quite in the favor of Forsling. But then again, like they Dr. certainly Larson could really be worse than. Yeah. My, my point I is I know. think there's I a know. lot of unknown here. And so leaning into that, I think yeah. could be fruitful. Um, you know, keep an eye on who plays on the bottom pair. We didn't get deep today, but uh, Mike Riley, 2,500, like there's a chance he could get power play time too, if he suits up. Um, so he's always been sort of a guy who, when he's on the ice, he's trying to do things. He's not very good at it, but at least he's uh involved so an option at 2500 if he's playing i do think it gets kind of interesting at forward um because we again no sam bennett as well so really condensed up output between barkov kachuk reinhardt um evan rodriguez on the top power play i find that one pretty interesting at 4300 um he is i just had it up he was playing alongside barkov and verhey yeah. So power play one, line one for Evan Rodriguez. We know exactly what he is as a player. I think he gets lost ownership wise and he's clearly a good value. He's just not a great value like Toffoli and you know whatever else. So I could be swayed um, toward toward that, that end for Florida. Um, but anyone else, I think I'm just staying away from. Reinhardt looks to be centering someone named Sourdiff and uh, Samoskevich. Samoskevich is interesting. Um, prospect wise, but not not really in a road spot against the uh, the Minnesota Wild. So, uh, any thoughts on their forward crop? And not, I mean, I again, I think I'm all season. Like, you'll never find me playing Minnesota without 
Kaprizov. I, I really don't care about much else. Uh, boldly 6,400. Like I could conceivably play them both and, and not really worry about all that much else. Like Minnesota is not all that expensive. I think we just talked about how bad Florida could be defensively. Um, you know, and I'm someone that thinks Forsling can, is decent, but after that, it, it is, it is really, really rough sliding there. Um, so yeah, I I'm fine with playing Minnesota and getting unique with it, uh, boldly with Erickson, and Johansson, Gabriel's off with Hartman and Zuccarello. But that, like I said, it doesn't really concern me. Like I could see Capri's off boldly. Boy, am I really going to play Ryan Hartman at 5,300? No. Who's the first power play defenseman? Addison, right? Minzel? Yeah. Yeah. Eh, you could do worse. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I would say. Just needs to start on... getting some run. Yeah, I would say, like, in a vacuum, I'm not interested in the forwards. You know, Kaprizov, Boldy, like, I just don't think this is a great matchup. Um, I'm just worried about Florida's ability to sustain sort of pace with their decor that they have. Um, and we know Minnesota's not a team that is super high-flying. Um, but, you know, I, I understand that there's also a lot of unknown in the Florida side, given their D situation. And uh, the other thing that makes me feel good is that Jared Spurgeon's out. And, like, somebody has to play. And so even if you're not on the Kalen Addison train, which, like, I kind of feel like you should be, uh, you know, most rookie defensemen take some time to get their feet under them. Um, but in the AHL, Addison was great shots-wise. I shouldn't say great. He was very good for a defenseman shots wise um, at a pretty young age. And uh, he was, you know, a decent point producer. He shot as much as you would expect, like, you know, a young player in the NHL too at defense based on the, the stats. And he should continue to progress in his development. And there's nobody blocking the, the right side in front of him. Like, I mean, one of Goligoski or Merrill or Middleton, I guess, are going to play on their offside. But it's Addison and Brock Faber. And like Brock Faber's a good prospect for sure, but he's young just like Addison is. So if Addison's ready to go, if he's, you know, an effective NHL player, now's the time to jump on him at 2,500, manning that top power play. So I think this is a slate where you just punt deep. You know, you eat some chalk, but you just sort of, you know, stack around that. Um, that at least that's my uh, initial stance, just poking through prices and, uh, you know, whatever else. So I'm pretty interested in Minnesota because of that, because you can probably stack Kaprizov and Boldy without a ton of ownership flooding their way, despite the value that Addison offers. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Anything else with this game before we head to the last couple? No, no. Um, I just, I, I guess I, I'm still very interested in Kaprizov, but I get it. Like I could see myself just doing the two-man Kaprizov and Addison and hoping that, Caprizov breaks the slate and Edison just comes along, but yeah, we can move on to the final game. Uh, Seattle and Nashville. Um, <clears throat> we've already seen both teams, as you mentioned, Philippe Forsberg looked really, really good in that one game. Um, I, you know, kind of seemed like he was back. Uh, him and O'Reilly were clicking. O'Reilly at 6,200, though, is just far too steep for me. Um, Roman Yossi, on the other hand, was pretty disappointing. He just, you know, he scored, but it got called back. So maybe you're you can uh, forgive his sins of definitely uh, putting up a snowflake, but yeah, I, I think this game is, is going to be, a, you know, just because of the fact that Seattle also doesn't feel all that sexy with how they spread out, you know, spread the wall through three lines. Uh, Burakovsky went from 3,900 to 5,100 after his 
first game, you know, they're really not finding a ton of good, useful value here um, either. So it kind of feels a little bit expensive. It kind of feels like no one's going to get there. But is there a play or two here that you might be uh, penciling in? Probably not, but it is worth pointing out, you know, Forsberg looked apart. He also, uh, <laughs> he had 1.3 expected goals in that game against Tampa. So he certainly, uh, you know, played the part on paper too. So now it's just a matter of uh, putting those pucks in the goal instead of onto his teammate sticks for goals. Um, but his price is totally fair. Um, we saw uh, Cody Glass go down he got hit in the head by a shot i think he's okay though do you know if we saw a practice today out of nashville uh no but i thought he came back did he come back to the game uh, okay. he get like 60 minutes i could i could double check i thought okay. he did come back like, I, yeah, I I the remember. puck him in like the back of the helmet but they yeah. they definitely took him took him on that but he'll give me one sec i'll check the shifts i'm pulling up hockey this right now uh what number no it doesn't matter i don't need number glass it's right there he logged shifts in the third. Okay. Well, was it? I don't remember what it was. He got hit. So he like finished the game. Uh, it was basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So he's good. Um, then good. Good for that. Um, yeah. And then I suppose the power play, we shouldn't expect too much to change. They were experimenting with, um, Tyson Berry, like on the power play with Yossi toward the end of the game. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I don't know how much we can read into that um, because of the, the glass injury and how just uh, sporadic things were as a result. But I think if Barry were to come onto the power play, it would be in place of Tommy Novak. So uh, I'm not worried about Cody Glass either. O'Reilly's at a ridiculous price of 6,200, so I just don't think you're playing him. Uh, but Cody Glass at 34 is, you know, in play, and I believe he's a power play one guy regardless. Um, yeah, so Seattle, I don't know. I just pick a line, any line, hope they score. They're, they're still pretty cheap, but I, I don't think there's a need on this slate to go sort of fishing for production when we're pretty confident in several spots that are just mispriced and there's just not a ton of need for like mid-tier values um that they do offer so all right yeah yeah i agree i mean i was like going into this slate i honestly you know i was pretty intrigued by burakovsky for for half a minute there like it kind of looked like they maybe wanted to get him a looks on the power play but he didn't quite get enough run uh nor did his five on five mates do him any favors they were pretty uh, they got crushed by Vegas and then for him to get priced up like, you know, uh, 1500, that, that really hurt. Um, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know here. It's, it feels like this is uh this could be an easy fade. Um, go back to the well on sorrows type of situation for me. Yeah. Um, I can't say I disagree. So, um, yeah, let's see goalie pricing. Yeah. Both guys, 78, 7,700. So. Yeah, I yeah. could see myself going a Saros route. All right, final game, Vegas and San Jose. Um, let, let's talk about Vegas oh, wow. first. They're they're pretty good. I, even, I, I think I just said that. I think I said that that was the last game like twice, but I didn't even see Vegas San Jose. Um, yeah, Vegas is good. San Jose is bad. You want to talk about Vegas? I have all the San Jose stuff pulled up. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, Jack Eichel, still very good. Him and Marcia, so uh, probably should be more expensive even than they are now. 6500 for Marcia, so 79 for Jack. 
Um, these dudes are just, you know, they're everywhere. Uh, when you watch Vegas now, like in the playoffs too, obviously, but they're just literally everywhere all the time. Um, you know, Eichel's killing penalties this year. Like, I mean, dude's just on a mission. Um, so with that in mind, you know, I, I don't know that I'm playing Barbashev. Um, I didn't see enough out of Shea Theodore to really be excited. Um, I was kind of hopeful that with all these injuries and, and crap, they would play Theodore uh, a decent amount more at 5-on-5, and they just simply didn't. Um, Nick Hague got substantially more 5-on-5 minutes than Theodore did. So I don't feel great about paying uh, 5800 for what basically amounts to 20 minutes. Um so, you know, th- th- there it is. I'm not going to play Shea Theodore in a cupcake matchup, and he's going to absolutely smash because, you know, that's what he can do. But I'm just, I'm not seeing a ton out of their first game that made me excited to go back to that well. Um, but, yeah, keeping an eye out for, like, uh, line information. I forgot Brett Howden actually got suspended, too. So, yep, technically, games, uh, they they that could screw them up salary cap wise. I I don't know exactly what their caps looking like these days, but you know, obviously last year they had to play short guys and they have so many dudes hurt that, um, you know, that suspension could be meaningful. Keep an eye out for 11 and seven with both Carrier and Howden out. I, I know they only have Dorofiev sort of like ready to go. So they could go 11, six or 11 and seven um, defensively. And that would obviously a further nuke all of their defensive, uh, values but if they go 11 forwards then i'm totally uh trying to mix in dudes like dorofiev and amadio yeah. and paul cotter just for some values if you're playing eichel marsh so type stuff um and just hope that they crush the sharks so let's talk about san jose yeah yeah i, I guess the the one thing to mention there is uh i wanted to kind of just the power plays it's probably all the guys you think it was for vegas more or less uh, Nicholas Waugh was also out there just a, a bit and ended up getting more run with, like you said, Carrier. He got hurt, right? Yeah. Carrier. Yeah. Um, yes, that, that was at least something at 3,200, but yeah. Okay. Uh, if they go 11 and seven, not that it's a big, big deal. So yeah, I kind of highly, highly doubt people are going to be jamming in San Jose Sharks. It's a terrible matchup. They are really, really cheap though. The top line was Hoffman hurdles to Dina. So that kind of hurt the uh, Duclair stock. He is still on the first power play. Um, it kind of seems like Kim and Hoffman are the two guys that should be the the, the triggers. Um, it is a defenseman-less power play as well. So if you pull up their defense, you think, wow, 3,100 or cheaper. I have bad news. Um, that <laughs> None of them are on the top power play. So if Ferraro's with Burroughs, honestly, couldn't tell you ton about Kyle Burroughs. Like he's been around. He's bad. I, I more or less, I don't know much. He might block some shots. I don't know, but this San Jose Sharks team is terrible at the point. And I don't know if there's a single forward that feels awesome. Um, Granlin and Bar- Barbanov and hurdle round out that first power play unit. I don't really think it's all that in play at all. So it's probably a full fade, but I guess the other, you know, no ish thing is that Thomas Bordalo is with Duclair and Parabonov. So that kind of feels like the line two to me. Um, yeah. 2600 Bordalo, he seems like he could be a player, but it just, it just seems like you really don't need it at center um, on this slate. I think to get a, get a good line at Benzo. 
yeah, I pulled up everything for San Jose to be like, there could be a good punt here. I think it's Duclair and Hoffman, and they're both above 4K, and that just sort of sort of does it for them. Um, yeah, I LeBanc, think if I'm rest in playing peace, line four. Yeah, um, well, well, LeBanc is, is, is done. Uh, he's, he's, he's not getting there, so I'm, I'm not chasing that uh, dragon this season. Um, I think if I'm playing Duclair, I'm strongly considering Bortolo. Like, you know, I don't think I'm playing Duclair, um, but uh, just – you know, in the interests of, uh, I guess, uh, full disclosure, I think that with Barabanov, like, you know, minimum salary, he's clearly a stacking candidate as well with that that two song. But Bortolo has displayed a shot first tendency. Duclair really never has. Um, you know, he's, he's fine, but he's mostly a good play driver. Like, he's just fast. He's good with the puck, uh, makes good passes, whatever. Um so I think there's room for Bortolo to be like a sneaky bonus candidate. Um, you know, I really like him like prospect wise. Um, so hasn't done much in, at the NHL level, but you know, he was really good in the AHL for them. He's still, uh, you know, 22, 23 going into this year. So uh, this, this could be the spot. I'm fine punting D with a guy like him versus, you know, Kevin Hayes. Like, you know, I, I, I think they're similar type plays where Bordolo could be playing, you know, at 17, 18 minute a night role if he's getting PK work and power play time with the second unit and, you know, getting exposure to a guy like Anthony Duclair and Barabanov who've been there, done that. Uh, he just kind of feels like Logan Couture and I would pay 2,600 for Logan Couture. Um, so let's see if he can grow into the role, so to speak. All right. Yeah. No, Anything definitely. else? No, let's just do the stacks. Let's do the guarantee goals. I want to move on from Wednesday. I'm going to go lay in bed and cry myself to sleep about not playing Austin Matthews. Okay. Um, so top stacks. <sighs> Uh, let's just take New Jersey one off the board because yeah, I don't yeah. think there's any way around them. Like I think they should be the the, the most owned stack, and they are, uh, yeah, just far and away. I think the best uh, play on the board. So I'm going to take Vegas Eichel Marcheseau. Um, I am thinking about it. Maybe I will try to mix in some Barbashev. Um, you know, just. Just some uh, hopefully lower-owned Barbashev. I think Eichel and Marcheseau can make offense for anyone. So maybe uh, Barbashev gets another goal and he pays off his 4,800 price tag. Uh, but I'm also keeping an eye out if there's you know, 11 and 7 with all these suspensions or if someone moves up the lineup, um, I would be interested in a you know Cotter, Dorfiev type for punting as well. So I'll take Vegas. Yeah, Ve- Vegas was... Uh... Definitely hot on, on the trail for for my favorite sacks. I honestly, I really think that this Kaprizov Addison situation could be something that I I really keep circling back to. I, I don't know how many people are going to find a way to get that in. Um, I will. I think I'm going to make sure of it. I prefer Zuccarello, but I do wonder if I don't end up with a two man there. Um, but I could definitely see a scenario where that ends up uh, coming into my coming into the fold for me. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm big on the Kalen Addison train. Um, if if a dispersion injury had happened a week earlier, I would probably have convinced myself to draft uh, Addison at the end of every draft um, in Best Buck, which clearly is not a good idea. So, in no. any case, though, I will continue the stacks train. Uh, I will take the Rangers. Um, you know, still going through the slate. I think Chris Kreider is just substantially underpriced for the potential multi goal yeah. upside that he has. Um, 
So I'll take Zabinijad with Kreider. Um, let's go Artemi Panarin with it, because I think if Kreider's hitting, it's on the power play. If Zabinijad's hitting, it's helped by the power play. Artemi Panarin, you know, he's more expensive than Kako, the 5-on-5 meet for them. But a $2,000 difference honestly isn't that significant. So I think just taking the three alphas of the Rangers' power play um, is the correct way to go. So I'll take the Rangers. Okay. Yeah, Rangers are really good. I mean, I think, honestly, it's sort of like, you know, New Jersey won. I, honestly, and I could I could really, really, you know what? I, I'm not going to say it, but I really think New Jersey, too, could be a fun little pivot because it also just isn't that expensive. Like, Hamilton, 63. Timo, 66. Peashear, 63. It's not like that's completely breaking the bank either. So I would also just, like, keep that in mind as a pivot. Don't just say, like, I'm not playing New Jersey. I'm playing Billy Huso. Like, you could also do the other line there. And it, I mean, how much different in pricing is it than Hughes um, and Defoley? So just mentioning that, but I think I will go. Um, I, I mean, I, I feel like I have to go with Buffalo. Just, I, I think that uh, honestly, I'm really not interested in Philly Columbus. I'm not that interested in uh, St. Louis or Dallas. So I think it's going to come through the Rangers, Buffalo, New Jersey, uh, Minnesota. Maybe I take another look at Florida. I think it's doable and um, Vegas. So I think that's like all the teams, but, but Buffalo one, I'm still very interested in. Um, you could very easily play New Jersey one, Buffalo one. And that, and that could just be the the stuff you needed. You know, maybe you find Kaylin Addison in, in the mix there and it's doable. So I will, you know, I, I don't think I have to explicitly say it, but Paige Tuck Skinner. Okay. H. Tuck Skinner, just uh, spending all your money in one place. Why don't you? Yeah, I was I was trying to look like how easy it would be to fit, and I I think it's I think you can do it if you play Addison. Yeah, I think if you punt both these spots, you can play pretty much whoever you want. So okay, well that's, that's what I think I'm say. doing on this lady. That's what I told you. Um, that's why I told the audience that uh that that's how I think uh, this slate should be played. Okay. Well, I respect you for being so open and honest, and um, I hope you You're welcome. I hope you do well on this slate. Because um, barring a miracle, I think Wednesday is dust for both of us. Is that true? No, it's not. It's not dust. But um, so the guaranteed goals from yesterday, I think. Uh, um. Oh wow! I had Zaka, who did not score, and and I had Pedersen. Well, Garland scored. I think it was Pedersen for me. And then you had. Oh, no, I had. Why do I okay, want to I say Besser. I had Besser and uh, Aho. So oh, I, did not. I didn't have Pedersen. Who the heck? Oh, no, I had Nylander. Right? Yeah. I had Nylander That's... and Zaka. That sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah. Okay. So, and then well, you one... had, yeah, you had Besser and two. And Aho, so over two. I think I went two for two opening night, though. Wow. Um, you only yeah, said one, I, had, I thought. I had Marcia oh, and Novak. Yeah. And I had Forsberg, and I don't remember someone that I'm nearly positive didn't score, but I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, in any case, I've guaranteed one case. set of guaranteed goals for, 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 the, for the pod this year, and I feel pretty good about that. So 
I will lead things off as the uh, I will I will take the honors because I have a two on two for two on my docket with Evan Rodriguez forty three hundred. All this dude does is shoot the puck uh, alongside good players, and I would qualify Alex Barkov as a very good player. So I, I think that Rodriguez will just continue to do what he does. Um, he's not going to shoot especially well. He, he's among the worst finishers in the league. Uh, but he's going to shoot a lot, and I just think that the looks that he'll get playing with this top line and top power play for 4,300 are, are just totally going to be worth it. Uh, I don't think ownership will get there on him, and I, I really like to play. Um, so give me Evan Rodriguez, 4,300. Okay, um, that that is that is good. Um, let me mention like 100 different things while I was talking. I kind of went on a rant else do i like we did this team we did this team yeah what about do you throw evan rodriguez 4300 that that actually feels really sharp you know actually let me write this down get your other one let me let me pull i want to write this down so we're not doing this next time we're like what did i say again so you said erod do you have a second one already yep Uh, i'm gonna take uh, matt boldy um that's i I think you know this is the season of matt boldy um I just, he's got everything you look for in a proficient NHL goal scorer. Uh, being on the power play of Kaprizov and Addison, just, I, I think he'll have an awesome year. And yeah, we don't know how Florida's going to do. We don't know how they're going to kill penalties. Like, just their defense could be a total mess. And so, even though I don't love the game environment, I do think that there will be concentrated enough offense here um, to where I'm okay taking one offs or maybe stacking. Um, you know, a bit of the power plays in this spot. So give me from the same game, Evan Rodriguez and Matt Boldy for my guaranteed goals. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to look if I can find a punt here. And I think I'm just going to, you know what? Oh, same game though. Stupid, stupid. I just took two guys from the same game. Okay. You did, didn't you? All right. I'll do a same game one, two then. What if, what if Jason Robertson scores, right? 8,200. And you're probably thinking, Man, that does seem like something that could happen. But what are you going to do with that salary? You want to guess? I mean, you're playing Kevin Hayes because... You're playing Kevin Hayes. What if Kevin Hayes isn't that bad? He's still shooting the puck. As you mentioned, I feel like when you said Kevin Hayes, and I was like, oh yeah, Kevin Hayes. Last year, this guy was like not the worst player in the world. Kevin Hayes is good. Like, yeah, like 2,800 is just disrespectful. It's disrespectful. I agree. Two same games. Two goal parlays for you. You're welcome. Yeah, this is what I, we do here. There's nobody sharper than the Morning Skate Podcast. At least in the daily fantasy hockey podcasting space that does it almost every freaking day that I That's can right. think of. Is there anyone else? Honestly, like not that. No, no, no. Is there anyone else that does podcasts like often? Stochastic. Are there any new ones? They do. Uh, yeah, Stochastic does a show as often as we do actually more than we do because they do weekends and some uh fridays too okay 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 yeah i didn't know cool stuff sorry stochastic i i you're fine i mean then there's a bunch of like betting people that do podcasts but i don't know of actual fantasy um podcasts so all right anyway good talk yeah yeah, we Um, we can close it up if you want more fantasy podcasts you should come to uh, follow us on Twitter at Morning Skate Pod. You won't miss one. If you follow DJ at DJ underscore Mitchell 94, you might even get some extra Twitter spaces uh, pre-lock, pre-slate. Um, as Brock Besser fires home the guaranteed goal for the boys. Uh, love to see that. Um, 
And I am at Fake Moods. Um, I've been tweeting my uh, season preview uh, a couple times. You should check that out because, you know, uh, I worked hard on it. And some of these teams haven't even dropped the puck yet. So if you haven't read it, please do check that out. Uh, my newsletter is linked as my pinned tweet on my profile. Uh, otherwise, get into the Discord. I'm sure it is burning to the ground after the Austin Matthews going from dead to there within an hour. Um, and I see Wookie literally saying, I hope Moods and DJ were watching all this as they recorded, <laughs> which could not be more true. So thank you, Wookie, for 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 that. Um, but get in the Discord. We've got a ton of people. Um, it, it's, you know, it's a ton of fun. It's very useful for just bouncing ideas, getting news, um, you know, and just tilting the night away. So uh, DJ, anything else you want to add to that? Um, the Jack Campbell experience is going well in Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that is true. All right. Um, so with, with all that said, uh, let's get out of here. We'll figure out um, what next week looks like. Um, I might do solo pods. I might reach out, see if any see if any friends want to you know, hop on board. Um, but DJ, I'm assuming you're going to be out of out of the picture. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm certainly not bringing my my podcasting paraphernalia to Seattle, and uh, um, I I I think I'd be single after that. <laughs> just just remember, just not. remember, folks, yeah. who brings their recording equipment across the country to to record for you. Just remember that. I Matt, you're everyone's favorite host. Um, it's not a question. I <laughs> I'm trying to talk. I'm just trying to talk a little bit slower. That that that's been my main goal. Well, I think you've I think you've been doing a good job. Um, so uh, congratulations on accomplishing your goal. Thank you. Um, the, right. the only goal. Uh, okay. Well, with all of that being said, close us out. I'm gonna after after cry. seven years we yeah after seven years we still have no idea how to end a podcast. So uh, let let's get out of here. So right, uh, thank thing. you all for. Well, yeah, that too. All right. Uh, well, uh, thank you all for listening. This has been a fun opening week. Uh, I will be back next week with some more podcasts. In the meantime, again, get in the Discord. DM us. Uh, we discovered, uh, if you weren't paying attention last show, that uh, we were blocking a bunch of people from DMing us. So, you know, we, we changed those settings live on air. Um, so that won't that will no longer be an issue. Uh, so DM us. Get in the Discord. You know, it's a blast. So, uh, with all I said, thank you all for listening. From Doug. From DJ, from myself, have a good slate, everybody, and we will see you.